I think part of the reason the church gives us this great feast of the Holy Family just a few days after Christmas is that if you're anything like me, uh, just a few hours of family festivities and our family members are really good at getting under our skin and needing us to be reminded of why we need to love each and every one of the members in our family. But today we're going to be talking about uh, the beautiful role of the family from father uh, to mother to children and all of those different dimensions there. And the image I first want to start with is a statue that I don't know if I'd ever seen before, but I've seen it like three times. The Holy Spirit keeps putting in my mind of what's not a scene in the manger, but what would have taken place just a few hours or I don't really know, but a few moments after the child was born, and it's Joseph holding the baby Jesus, and Mary is behind him sleeping. I've seen this statue and picture a few times. And it's just this absolutely beautiful image of a couple being there for one another, that one has given herself exhaustively, and then that's when the other one comes in. And to recognize that there's this beautiful complementary in all things that are marriage. I've had a couple weddings the last few days, uh, one yesterday and one Friday. So I've been praying a lot with the vows and praying about with the season. And there is this wonderful, wonderful grace uh, during a certain part of the wedding. And it's called the nuptial blessing. And it's after the Our Father, if you haven't been to a wedding in a while. And it's when the Holy Spirit just really infuses both the father, uh, the husband and the wife at the wedding and gives them the grace for all that's going to be going on in their wedding, uh, in their life after their wedding. So to recognize that there's ups and downs in life. There's roller coasters all the time in marriages. We see that uh, in life all the time. People come and talk to me, only pre-six months. I've seen a few roller coasters already, but that's just life. To recognize that that beautiful moment of the wedding, all of this grace is given to the husband and wife, if they're open to receiving it, to be there at all the different times uh, during life. To recognize that there's a beautiful coming together, that what was once two individuals is now one flesh. What was what once two things is, is, is now one. And that through that, through being open to the Holy Spirit, these two who come together and are one are able to do so much more through the grace of the Holy Spirit than they were before. And not only in bringing children into the world, but changing their families, changing their parish communities, changing their neighborhoods by, by God resting and being there and just guiding them each and every day. And this is what we're hopefully seeing in our lives, what we're hopefully seeing in our marriages as they go through the years, but we're always working on it as well. And we see this beautiful example of Joseph and Mary today in the Holy Family of recognizing what it is to be a father and what it is to be a mother. There's a reason that men and women are complementary, that husbands my favorite image of a husband with a child is when he throws the kid up in the air and the, child, the child's like really excited and then really scared, but he knows his father's going to catch him. To understand that it's the father's job to push their children, to get them to experience the world, 
to challenge them a little bit, to always have that trusting relationship, but to recognize that they're the ones who continually push them out of the nest and allow them to experience the world in a safe, trustful situation. And mothers are so important in, in nurturing and developing the spiritual and the emotional and the intelligence of the child. And not all of these are completely black and white. Sometimes they meld, mend a little bit, and, but to recognize that both of the mother and the father have these important roles, complementary, that help each other. It's a complete, total self-giving of one to another. In the second reading, we have those kind of sometimes controversial words of wives, be subordinate to your husbands. And people are, oh, that's outdated. What are you talking about? Why would the church say that? But it's true. Because at the same time, the next line is, husbands, love your wives. And this is not some sort of just flippant love, but this is everything that we've seen the last couple days. The journey that it's leading to is ultimately to the cross. This is how Christ loved the body of Christ, the church, us. He totally gave himself. And for a husband and a wife, it's a total self-giving. That if we want to continue to grow in our marriage, if we want to continue to allow the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives in the way that God wants it to, to give ourselves completely. And this is tough, but this is why we have the grace of the sacraments. This is why we have confession and the Eucharist. No, if it's been six months, five years, 40 years of marriage in your life, you can always continue to grow, continue to give yourself, continue to daily lay down your life for your spouse and for your children. And children, oh man, children. We are all children, and none of us had anything to do with choosing our parents or our siblings. I tell the kids all the time over at the school, you can pick your friends, you can choose who you want to hang out with, but you cannot pick your family. And yes, that sometimes, if you're anything like me, and I have three younger sisters, and after eight years of seminary, I've never lost my temper once in all of seminary. I can't really think, maybe some of you can remind me, I don't think I've lost my temper once even in the three years I've been around the parish. But you give me 17 and a half minutes with my three sisters pushing the right buttons, <laughs> I'm not even kidding, it's a problem. This is where I'm challenged to grow. They are so good at pushing my buttons. And uh, I love them very much for it. But God gave us our families for a very specific reason. It is going to be through learning to love our families, learning to be charitable towards our families that we become saints. Through good and bad, through the annoying things, but also the beautiful things, that they know us better than anyone. They can challenge us. They can make us continue to be creative in allowing the Holy Spirit into our lives and, and, and lovingly push us uh, farther and challenge us to grow in ways that we never thought possible. So we have to love our siblings. We have to love our parents. And for any of us who might have a difficult situation right now where maybe there's some forgiveness and healing that needs to take place, I challenge you, let the Holy Spirit into that relationship. 
I'll start that healing process, whatever amount of humility it takes to continue that ball rolling towards reconciling that relationship, it's worth it. It's worth it. Not only is your salvation on the line, but so is the other sibling. So is the other family member. We've got to heal in our families. Everything is about the families, brothers and sisters. You give me any problem in all of society, I'm serious. Any problem we have in society, we can take it back to the family. At some point, either through the destruction of marriage, through the destruction of what it means to be a mother, through the destruction of what it means to be a father, through abandonment of understanding of obedience and following the fourth commandment, every problem we have in all our society would be fixed if we healed the families. And that's why it's such a beautiful thing for us to recognize the example that the Holy Family gives us. So brothers and sisters, as we continue through this season of Christmas, we've just begun. There's so many adventures with the Holy Family from the birth of Christ through traveling to Egypt. In the next couple of weeks, there's all these great mysteries that happen in the early stages of Jesus's life. Stay with the Holy Family. Stay with them and reflect upon your roles as sons and daughters, husbands and wives, brothers and sisters, and all these beautiful family dimensions. Stay with the Holy Family and continue to challenge yourself to invite Christ in those relationships and invite Christ into your family.